Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. And this is our weekly recap of Madam Secretary on CBS. This was the mid-season finale, Julie, so you knew we were in for some fireworks. But I don't know if you knew we were in for a rocket launcher, did you? (laughs) It's really just frightening to think that uh, the U.S. was bombing (laughs) Russia. But they were. (laughs) Okay, this episode was called The Greater Good, and uh, it was essentially a morality play. It was a little 60-minute morality play because we had a lot of good versus evil, and we had a lot of compromises being made on both sides of the table. We saw relationships weakened and strengthened by, is this the right thing? Is this the ethical choice? And in the middle of it all was our poor little Dmitri, the Russian military history student forced to become a spy, and he was really the sacrificial lamb. And I have to say, Julie, his story, that broke my heart at the end. I know. He looks so sad, didn't he? He has his big sad eyes. He did. I know. He did. It wasn't going to be good for him. No. But it was brinksmanship all the way here. And if you, if you didn't know that, almost every character in the, in the 60 minutes said it's World War III. It's World War (laughs) III, right? Right. Just in case you went to get a snack on Sunday night and missed it. (laughs) Don't worry, because in the next scene, you were reminded that it was World War III. But it was a lot of good versus evil or evil versus good. We had Russia versus the United States. We had Maria Ostrov versus President Dalton. We had poisoning versus hacking. We had Henry versus Elizabeth. (laughs) And we had tasteful suits versus that strange adult jumper she was wearing. Oh, you cannot conduct world affairs in a jumper. Can I just say that right now? Okay. I don't understand. She's been, she's been getting it out of the park all season long. We, I think we had a couple of people on the Facebook page that like that, but that is a dress that looks good on no one. And- no, no, you just do not command authority in a jumper. Okay. If you have a jumper in your closet, really, I mean, <laughs> just so this Julie, Even I, first graders are not going to listen to a grown woman in a jumper. Okay. I, They're not. I okay? didn't understand that. I didn't, I, I don't care how many pins you put on that jumper. It's not, I, it, I, I looked it up on Shop the Show, so other people enjoyed it, and they wanted to know, where can I get the jumper? You can get it at Neiman Marcus. It's a Michael Kors jumper for $1,500, or you can get a knockoff version at The Gap for 79 bucks. <laughs> Either way, you've paid $79 too much money. I don't right. you, I you're understand wrong. that. You're going to be wrong wearing that jumper. <laughs> so. Okay. So. You don't see Maria Osterhoff in, in a jumper. No jumpers on her. No, but we did see her in a, like a feathered boa and sparkly hair, so uh, which was a highlight for me. Now, uh, we're not going to go scene by scene, but we'll break it down a little bit from the beginning. Because in the beginning, of course, we start with the fam. Well, we know... Uh, the at the end of last show, uh, Madam Secretary was called to the uh, called to the White House, the Situation Room, and uh, with her 
fantastic accessories. There she was. She was wearing both like a lanyard and pearls. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. And her good earrings. And, yeah. uh, and you know, President Dalton was just, uh, his hair was on fire and he was going to start bombing Russian Migs, right? For some, yes. he just felt like that was the best course of action. Well, you, you had said it early on. You felt like the president was a, a sort of weak at the beginning of the season, you know, that he just wasn't standing up. And now you just can't stop the guy. He's... He's not listening to anybody. He's not. He's just moving full steam ahead. I mean, those that those Joint Chiefs of Staff, they say nothing. So uh, they are not helpful. And where is the vice president? Where Where is he in any of these decisions? <laughs> Um, he must be lighting the white house Christmas tree while, while the, uh, while the president was deciding to bomb Russian MIGs and that's not going to go well, but it's an exhausting night. Madam secretary goes home. Henry is putting up the tree all by himself. (laughs) And first of all, in like one fell swoop, like a man putting up that tree. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I know where was the yelling and the swearing? And the- I know there's no light fight. We have, light, we have a light fight at our house every single year. Every happy holiday begins with a giant light fight. Okay. I mean, when Barrick tries to get that tree in the stand, like even the dog leaves the living room. You know what I mean? Like things like <laughs> the dog used to slunk away when he started swearing at like Christmas tree stands. Yeah. Um, but not Henry. No, not. He just, boom, just right in the stand. And then he has to go off and uh, do his other job, which is like an NSA handler. Right. A spy right. handler. Oh yeah. I like his, I have a faculty meeting. Yeah. His kids are not buying that. No. His kids are not buying that. No. The 16 year old daughter's like at nine o'clock at night. Like they're not idiots. So, um, but Madam Secretary comes home and she has a heart to heart with Stevie who's stringing popcorn and then inexplicably puts it on the tree. And I know we're all screaming, put the lights on first, right? What was that? <laughs> Yeah, that she wasn't really trying hard to decorate that tree. No. All right. So things are starting to break down. There's a lot of back and forth. Ukraine is in the story. We know it was the Ukrainians that hacked Air Force One. We're starting to get this picture of Maria Ostrov. There's going to be retaliation. It's really heating up. You know, uh, Madam Secretary's staff has been charged with finding out all they can about Maria Ostrov. And, of course, she's got those secret Swiss bank accounts. Um, And then about halfway through uh, the episode, we hear the word summit. Bass wants a peace summit. And you know that's going to end very poorly, right? I mean, the word summit, when does that ever end well on television? Never, right? And nobody, yeah, she, I mean, she's in the jumper and she's, she's really making, you know, urging people to, to come to the table for a summit. That's bad. And look who, look who she was summiteering with. Okay. The Ukrainians and the Russians. Oh, you know, that's bad. So, uh. And we have Dimitri, the spy, who needs to be extracted. He's passed on some really valuable information that is thwarted, like a Russian attempt to uh, to gain some territory in the Ukrainians. So now the Ostrovs uh, regime, they know there's a spy in their midst. And- I thought that was pretty good. You know, I mean, because initially we thought that Marie was just probably just a puppet, that right. she was really... She was just the pretty face and that the generals were uh, were going to run the show in Russia. But it was clear that that she's no puppet, that she, you know, although she was a beauty queen and she did marry up, um, uh, but she's she's very strong. And I liked it that she was from a working class in Volgograd. Now, Leon, when I lived in Moscow, uh, my Russian teacher uh, used to tell me that my Russian accent had made me sound like I was from Volgograd. <laughs> and that was not a compliment when she said that to me. 
So I have a little sympathy for for, for Marie Osterhoff. Even although one of my favorite lines certainly was when she she injected the, her former husband, uh, you know, killing him, and she said, "I am killing you, you worthless trash." That's a nice thing. That's a with that nice. Volgograd accent, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, so the summit is going to be. It's everybody on the show is going to the summit, except of course uh, the kids, the McCord kids who are home alone. Um, yes. <laughs> so yes. We know, just with doing a sink full of dishes because nobody is doing the dishes. Doing whatever. Their parents are trying to stop World War Three, and the kids are just home alone. And we know they're in Geneva because they managed to find like the biggest Swiss flag in the world and stick it on the side of that building, right? <laughs> Okay. We also know they're in Geneva because Bess, uh, she, did you notice she was layering with puffer coats? Oh, Leanne, I like that a lot. I like that. Yeah. I mean, how skinny do you have to be to like wear a layer over a puffer coat? I thought she must've been so hot when they were filming that, that scene. I know. Cause I think that was really like on Long Island, that, yes. that house in Geneva is what I was guessing. <laughs> So, but it's all coming together at the summit. Henry's trying to extract Dimitri because he's going to be there with, uh, you know, President Ostroff and her team. Uh, you know, President Dalton has information that Maria's killed her husband, but we learn that the Russians have information that it was actually the Ukrainians that hacked uh, Air Force One and there have been all kinds of compromises. And so this is where we get to the ethical heart of the matter. You know, they want to come to some agreement, some peace agreement. Ukraine has to give away part of their territory, but they'll keep each other's secrets. But the big price is that Maria Ostroff knows that there is a spy in their midst. She wants the name of the spy. And uh, so Elizabeth and President Dalton decide to give up Dimitri, the poor, hapless military history student that Henry has recruited. Uh, they give him up in in for the greater good, which is the title of the episode, and that was actually pretty heartbreaking, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was sort of sad because they had they had planned to pick up Dimitri at this one spot, and they're in a van, and inexplicably Henry is sticking his head out the back curtain. I was like, "You are not a very good spy. You're supposed no. to s- stay in the van and don't show your face." So they pull up to pick up Dimitri, and then. No, abort, abort the mission. And they had to leave, right? And right. Dimitri is picked up by some Russian goons and it, it won't be, it won't be good for him. Right. So. right. But, and we just see Henry's little head peeking out the back of the I van, know. like I, I know. a kid in Home Alone. I mean, I just didn't. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, here's the thing though, everybody involved in this episode, like was a spy, is a spy, Henry was special ops, you know, so you think they would be used to basically the price of peace by now. Isn't that part of it? Like we've made compromises all along to sort of for the greater good. But Henry takes this very personally. There is, you know, he was devastated by it, Liam. Very tense scene, very tense scene. So, um, all along, though, some highlights for me of the episode, Julie. I enjoyed the video of Maria Ostroff as Miss Russia Beauty Queen. I, <laughs> yes, 
And then okay, that was good. That was really good. And then the breakdown of like the work she had done and how did she pay for the work? And like, you know, a Madam Secretary staff managed to put together quite a wild theory of her killing her husband based on a nose job. So I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed our policy wonk, Jay, just teeing off on the Swiss ambassador. Ambassador I, That's my Trapp. notes. Exactly, Lynn. Excellent speech to the Swiss ambassador. Yes. So, yeah, where have those Swiss been? You know, yeah. I, what are they doing? Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, almost every shot of Maria Ostroff makes me laugh a little because she's really overdressed for every occasion. I don't, <laughs> there's not a, a female, are there female world leaders that dress like that, Julie? I'll throw that yes, to you. Yes, you trust yes, them more. Yes, there are. But my favorite scene had to be the little makeout session in the Rose Garden. Lane. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't believe that wasn't on your list. I'm sorry, Julie. You're right. <laughs> When Henry and Bess are called to the White House, but on the way out, they decide they're going to, like, do some smooching in the Rose Garden. I know. That was... I guess Henry likes jumpers. I mean, I guess that's it. I guess that turns him on. <laughs> what that was about. So at the end, uh, with there's some detente that's reached, some peace agreement. Henry's so mad, he, quote, flies commercial, which you have to know that's a red herring. Because who goes commercial when they can go on Air Force One? I mean, seriously. I don't right. care how mad you are at your wife. <laughs> right? How much you disagree with the president. You're getting on Air Force One. You just sit in the back. You're just you're not going to get on Swiss Air to go home. Uh, and, then, uh, and then everyone's getting in their cars. And then we see an unnamed, uh, you know, gunman with an RPG, right? Isn't that right. what those are called? Yes. Yeah, really and is. he launches the rocket. At first we think, oh, Bess is going to go take a call. She's going to miss the rocket launch. But then she gets back in the car and boom, up goes the car. And that well, is how we have ended the episode. But is it her car or is it Marie Ostroff's car? We don't know. That's what we, we don't know that. We don't know that. And That's so it. now we're going to have to wait. Right. Who is dead is the big question. Uh, and um, here's the thing with Henry, though. Did he really get on that commercial flight? Do you, don't you think Henry might have gone into deep cover, gone off to rescue Dimitri on his own? Oh, Leon, I like that plot twist. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. that is totally in keeping with he feels such a deep sense of responsibility that he really he really tricked Dimitri into, you know, into becoming a spy, you know, and uh, and that he would do anything. He feels obligated to go uh, rescue him. I yeah. like that. Leon. I don't think he got on that air, Swiss air flight. I don't think okay. he did it. OK, and okay. then who is the vice president? Like if it, I mean, <laughs> I think we've seen we better find out we someone should find out. Is it? <laughs> Is it Selena Myers? Who is the vice president? Because, uh, you know, it, it could be that the American president is dead. And so now we have a whole new character, the vice president. Who knows how that's going to work? But the people in this administration appear to be dropping like flies. I mean, right. it's crazy. And uh, and then really, uh, no matter where Henry is, I think the question is, can the trust between Henry and Bess be recovered? Will will they make out again, Julie? Will they make out again? Do you think? Oh, ab- oh, absolutely, Leon. I believe that I believe their marriage is strong enough that they can they can they can weather this. They're just going to go home. They're going to do some dishes. They're going to string some popcorn. Like if they don't fight about the Christmas tree, Leon, that's that's a pretty strong marriage, wouldn't you say? 
You're right. That's, it's that's an, an exceptional an, marriage. That's an excellent point. You make an excellent point. <laughs> so I think we have to wait till mid-January to pick this up again. Uh, but it's good. We need we need some time off. We need some time to just absorb what's happened here and maybe rewatch the whole season again so you can get caught up. Or if you haven't been watching, now's your opportunity to get on board. Season one is on Netflix. Uh, season The beginning of season two, you can find various episodes at CBS.com. And then others I think you have to pay for. Um, but Julie, I'm looking forward to what might happen. I think things are going to be shaken up a little bit. Shaking okay, up. Okay, and that's a good prediction. All right. Uh, if you are new to Satellite Sisters, just listening to these recaps, we welcome you. We appreciate you uh, listening to the Madam Secretary recaps. You can find many, many more Satellite Sisters episodes about all kinds of things at SatelliteSisters.com or at iTunes. We do recaps of other TV shows, too. So we don't know how we're going to be swinging the Downton Abbey recap that we do, Downton Gabby, which is coming back um, January 3rd. Are you ready, Jewel? I am. I can't wait, Lynn. I'm We're so gonna- excited. We're going to have to talk about our schedule over okay. in January. We're just going to be like watching TV and talking, watching TV and talking. We did not <laughs> could, think this could through. be worse, Lynn. Could be worse. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's not like we're the Secretary of State or anything. So it's not like we actually have to make any hard decisions. So. Just stay away from jumpers, Lynn. That's my advice. <laughs> It's good advice for every woman, I think, Julie. Every woman. All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'd like to thank Harry's.com, our sponsor. Again, remember, go there. By the 18th, you get $5 off your first purchase. Uh, The promo code is SISTERS. Thanks to Harry for supporting the show. Uh, Our book, You're the Best, is available at Amazon. If you're looking for some last-minute Christmas presents, it's great for your sister, your best friend. It's great to give as a hostess gift. Uh, It's a celebration of friendship. And it's been a tough year, so it would be nice to to honor your friends by giving them something special. We've enjoyed being out on the book tour and talking to many of you and understanding your friends and your relationships. And so check out You're the Best. You can find it at Amazon.com. All right, Jewel, have a great week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.